0: Welcome to The Lived Experience. I'm your host, Joel Kleber, and this is an emergency podcast. So It's a solo episode. I'm recording this at 10.37 at night on the 7th of September, which is the day before R U OK? Day, which is on the 8th of September, which I'm going to talk about a bit more in depth and about the whole awareness movement and what's going on with that. And I've got some pretty strong opinions on that. If anyone who's listened to some episodes before, you'll know my my thoughts on these sorts of days. I'm going to talk a bit more about that and why, and some things you maybe should start considering when it comes to mental health awareness and, and, and what you do around it. If you haven't heard the two latest episodes, which are interviews with Tara Stark and, and Emily Unity, please check them out. They're live now. They're also on YouTube as well as videos, but they are on podcasts. Emily Unity's lived experience is absolute gun. Please check that out. And also Tara Stark shared her story about lived um, lived experience of being a young carer. So really valuable episodes so a big thanks to them again for taking their time. So without further ado, let's get into to tonight's emergency episode. Okay, so we are recording this at ten thirty nine now PM. I've just done the intro, then this. Um, look, tomorrow's Are You Okay Day. Now, Are You Okay Day is generally a really huge corporate event here, and it's good because we'll get a lot of national PR tomorrow, and there'll be shirts and all that sort of stuff. And if you don't know, if you're outside of Australia, basically it's a national day of action when we remind Australians every day to ask, Are You Okay, and start meaningful conversations whenever they spot signs that someone they care about might be struggling with life. So, Are You Okay? As a, as a as a movement, it's basically trying to get people to start conversations and just checking with people, um, just to see if there's something wrong, right? So you know, suicide's a massive problem in all all countries, and this day is sort of about raising awareness in that moment. And the good thing about it is that you get that really good push, and I presume there would have been people's lives that have been saved with with this sort of day, and I, I think that's a really good thing. Um, but you know, as an awareness thing that you know it should be all year round and and you know these people are doing something so i commend the organization but i saw a really interesting thing on linkedin recently now i'm, I'm pretty controversial and open with my statements about you know beyond blue and, and um are you arcade OK and these big marketing mobs who sort of have this monopoly on mental health awareness in australia and i still don't think you know if you are these organizations both as suicide prevention organizations but they don't really cater or do anything really around bipolar or schizophrenia and and young carers and things like that. So my big push is to try and get um, people to start thinking about shifting where they put their dollars and and their their support behind into those other areas which really really do need the help. Now, regardless of what I saw, I saw this on LinkedIn from a couple of people posting. It was a thing from a company called Pilot. I don't know what Pilot do. I think it's men's health in general. And they basically had a bit of a, a, a crack I don't know if it was a crack, but it was a cheeky crack at um, Are You Okay? And it was basically with a billboard saying, no, we're not okay. Every day Australia loses seven blokes to suicide. Keep your cupcakes. It's time for action. Right, so three-quarters of, of suicides in Australia are men, and that would be most in most countries. And basically on their article, I don't know if they've been listening to me, which I presume they haven't, but they basically start with awareness isn't the problem. As a nation, we're more we're we more aware of the mental health problems facing Aussie men than ever before, but awareness isn't the problem. The lack of focus on early intervention, as opposed to critical response, means that blokes have limited tools and knowledge on how to get their head right before things get out of hand. Which is true. They're going to say, "Ah, oh, you okay," is a good start, which it is, you know. But they say that we've known the answer for years. No amount of corporate breakfast and branded cupcakes can make a, a bad day better or, or instigate real, tangible change for men. You need a bit of care. Then what is early intervention? Now, basically, they're saying in Australia, huge sums of money are dished out every year to crisis support services such as Lifeline and Beyond Blue, which they are. You wouldn't wait until a cancer is at its final stages. So why do we place so much emphasis on these services that do nothing to address and ameliorate mental health concerns in the early stages? If you're in a moment of crisis, these services can be helpful. But what we want to do is a culture of early intervention. So I think this is really a really cool, important thing. And I actually, sorry, they're going to quote here. Men should feel empowered and proud to put their hands up before they're feeling suicidal. It's time to make that a reality for all, and I really do think that is important. I'm going to talk about that in a bit. And they've actually donated, I think, 120 grand to a company called or an organisation called TX, which is this is a combination conversation starter, which is an offshoot of um, Trademart. So Trademart, I've interviewed the founder Ed Ross on here, and TX is a free counselling service where they provide counselling to anyone who texts in, and they give them up to 10 free counselling sessions, and I think they refer them. Have special access to a psychologist network as well, which can get people seen within two weeks. So, TX for me, if you're ever going to donate to something or get behind a cause or need help yourself, TX is a fantastic service. And I'll put that in the, in the show notes. And this pilot thing is very smart. It's very ballsy and it's very brave because, you know, it's very hard to come out in public and criticize, you know, Beyond Blue or and are you okay? Because, at the end of the day, these organizations are doing way more than good than harm, right? So, they're doing far more good than negative. But I just think th- this whole. They hit the nail on the head with awareness right So we all know mental health is an issue, but what are we actually doing about it beyond that? So what's the action that's been taken place? and these you know there is enough crisis lines everyone knows about the crisis lines and call this number and that but what else is done in between that you know and you shouldn't get to that stage where you have to call a crisis line you should be able to get the relevant help you need um, when you before that before it gets to that stage know and, and, and I'm a big one for that. I think in Australia at the moment we really most psychologists I would say are under a lot of pressure. Um, you know, to get into a good with psychologist, I think now you can be waiting up to six months, right? So if someone does actually want to change their life and get some real proper help in person, they, you know, they're waiting six months and that's an issue, right? So that's the stuff we need to do, you know, more psychologists are making it way more accessible to get professional help in person if they need it. Um, and the process of actually getting on a mental health treatment plan is, is still very embarrassing and very, I think, very harmful to the process. The second thing with this like I responded to the person who posted this basically saying you know that's yes this is correct but please in that number of three out of four people commit suicide are men well how many of those have bipolar right so I think the other thing people got to start remembering is is that um you know when we say three out of four suicides of men or in Australia or you know this many seven people commit suicide a day or whatever it is you know what well, what what conditions do these people have who are doing that right because I think that's very important because for example you know, people with bipolar are seventeen percent. Uh, sorry, so seventeen times higher than the general population to commit suicide. Right. So we talk about suicide prevention. We put all this money into crisis lines, who whose sole goal is suicide prevention. So are you okay, Dad? Is all about suicide prevention, right? But what support is there for specific uh, mental health conditions or mental health illnesses like bipolar and schizophrenia, where bipolar is seventeen times more? You're you're more likely to commit suicide than the general population. Yet we have these big brands who, don't get me wrong, they're doing a great job, trust me. it's, It's far more positive than negative. But my whole point is this. You're such a big brand. You've done such a good job. You're the representative of mental health. You need to represent all, not just a few, or not just the general population. So the stat about suicide, you know, For me personally, I'll tell you a few stories about suicide. Look, I think most people have known someone have been or been affected by suicide in some way. Um, I've had an uncle who committed suicide. I, I I had mums, my mum's numerous friends who she made in the psych ward. She'd bring over all all the time um, when they got out, commit suicide. Um, You know, I've had people at work. You know, some people from school and stuff. You know, so it's been something that is just the reality for all of us, right? And and it really sucks. It's a big kick in the guts. No matter how close you are to the person or not, it's always a big, a big tragic life. And the thing for me is, well, w- would would them calling a hotline make the world of difference? I don't know. Um, you know, in the cases of my mum, with her friends who had psychiatric conditions, you know, whether it be schizophrenia, bipolar, or whatever. So these are people who had extensive mental health history. A crisis line is not going to help them, right? So what's calling lifeline going to do for someone who's a manic or high state, or someone who's a really depressed state with bipolar it's not going to do a hell of a lot so you know the things what can we do around them to actually help them will that be providing more support in the home maybe making them more involved in the community having daily check-ins for their medication these are the sorts of things that can be done and actually do help so you know my point i'm not a cynic i'm not cynical towards big organizations but as i said if you have an organization which is dedicated or your mission is to talk is to help with suicide prevention you've got to help all and, you know, if you've got the resources to to do that, it's even more so. Dial down the money a bit on the marketing, dial down a bit of the money on all the ad spend you're doing. Put it into actually making really, you know, standing by suicide prevention and actually encompassing everyone who that affects. And that's my big diatribe about it. And as I said, the half the reason why I do the podcast is not just I just want to do a podcast. Believe me, it's 1047 at night now. I'm tired. But I just think if I can start Getting at a very small level through into people's heads that hey, if you want to do something about mental health, fantastic. But we actually need to go beyond doing challenges and and doing generic posts or whatever. We need to start lobbying governments and where this money is getting allocated to, to go to other areas to actually provide some more support in person, more beds, more funding for you know psychologists, more pay to psych nurse, all these sorts of things like so these actual physical, real tangible things in 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 the world, you know, funding to satellite, for example, that's something that really, really helps and changes the courses of of young people's lives or little dreamers. So, getting more of that big pocketed marketing money, which goes to the crisis lines all the time, start distributing it into these other areas to help, which you really need. And as I said, that's a damning statistic: suicide risk for people with bipolar is seventeen times higher than the general population. And that's something you won't hear about tomorrow. You, I'm going to post about it, but you won't you won't hear anyone say that because it's a tough thing to hear. And no organization really wants to deal with it, right? And and for me, you know, living with it um, my whole life and you know under the threat of it all a lot of the time, I'm pretty dead to it, to be honest with you. So I'm very, I can be very callous in my in my opinions towards it. Um, but and let's you know, let's just deal with the realities of the world and life that it happens all the time. it happens a lot. Um, you know, and we've got to be looking at actual tangible things in real life with facilities and services and assisting people before they get to that stage. To try and reduce that number, um, you know, and this was something interesting I found from a, from a public uh, medical journal I found online from 2019, and this was just a, just this is just some facts around bipolar disorder. And I speak, of, I'm not talking about schizophrenia and stuff because I don't have firsthand experience of that. I have firsthand experience of bipolar, and basically, you know, this is something where you know the decreased life expectancy, um, you know, with bipolar is around. I think it's like, um, let me just have a look at the stat here. Nine to seven years, so people with bipolar have nine to 17 years decreased lifespan in the general population. That definitely did happen to my mum. And the suicide rate among BD patients is approximately 10 to 30 times higher than the corresponding rate in the general population. And this was from a, um, a, a medical journal I'm just reading here. I think this is from the US. And it was basically ex- research found that up to 20% of mostly untreated bipolar disorder subjects end their life by suicide. So it's 20% of people who'd never got treated for bipolar one in five ended their life by suicide, and that 26% of them attempt suicide at least once in their lifetime. And I know my mum attempted suicide multiple times, you know, and that was before I was born, um, you know, and 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 whilst, whilst you know, we, we, were, we were young and teenagers and stuff like that. So if you are a young carer or a child with a parent with bipolar, for example, you're going to be exposed to it, it's just a fact. And if you, unfortunately, you know, if you, you know, if you have a parent or a loved one who has bipolar, they're seventeen times higher than the general population to commit suicide. Now, this is why when I would I'm not speaking for people with bipolar, but I've interviewed Tim Beanland, who's open with his bipolar disorder, and you know he's the same opinion. Like the generic, let's say, depression, anxiety awareness, which goes around, I would think it's it's completely separate to bipolar and how people with bipolar would view it. I would say the same would be for schizophrenia and, and BPD and other conditions. But it just just goes to show that. right, everyone tomorrow, corporate stuff, we're going to, yep, we're doing mental health, we're doing fantastic stuff in our corporate workplace. And, you know, right, you know, I don't think it will move the needle whatsoever. It can make a big difference in someone's life, and I'm not saying that it doesn't. And, look, as I said, I'm not criticising Are You Okay? I think what the person has done who created that is absolutely fantastic. I'm not doing that. Obviously, they're far more involved in this space than me, but, what we need to start doing is when you get behind these generic brands, just just realise there's just so much more to mental health. Um, you know, bipolar, schizophrenia, young carers, especially where they just don't get the same national days that are publicised left, right, and centre, and every celebrity is trying to jump on them and be an ambassador and post something on Instagram and and all those sorts of things. But these are areas where they can really, really be helped by more money and by you getting behind them in these causes a bit more. Um, and what was the other thing as well look and workplaces as well I think workplaces with the pretending um that they're all about mental health, and then you know if you are if you interviewed staff on the inside, they'd probably tell you it's the complete opposite it's not good for their mental health working there and you can just look at any company on glass or so you can actually see um reviews of former employees which sort of don't go in line um with what um The big brands like to put out there. You know, I think that was their story. This is a very tragic story about someone. I think it was committed suicide or chose to end their life. I think they worked for one of the big four accounting firms. Now, these are one of these these accounting firms are the ones always you know trying to do corporate social responsibility and we're doing this and we're committed to this and we're paying money to this this cause, this cause, and this cause, and yet their own workplace environment wasn't conducive to someone mental well being and being. And look what look what happened. So. I think companies as well, you know, we've got to start holding people ac- accountable. I know with my role at Jim's Group, if you don't know, I work at Jim's Group, which is the largest franchising company in Australia. You know, I'm I'm very thankful that we've got TX in place. And TX for me, I look, we were trying to get involved with Beyond Blue and stuff before. And I just look, I got into it and I sort of thought, you know, it's not something I know or I'm overly passionate about that organization. Um, so I wanted to sort of find an organization to partner with that would actually provide real counselling help to our guys and girls and that was TX. So TX provides the 10 free counseling services for anyone. You can text if you're listening now, you could text them and they'll get someone back to you. I mean they have a um accelerated psychologist program, I believe, which is a new thing. So they can get you if you really need it into a proper psychologist within two weeks, which is which is which is absolutely remarkable. So I think these sorts of organizations which with we've partnered with away from the the big the big brands is something that I'm really trying to Push people to do. Because as I said, I really just want these organizations. I want the CEO of Beyond Blue, Georgie Harmon, and are and, and you okay? Who founded the guy in 2009? Can't remember his name. I just want, as I said, if your organization is going to be about suicide prevention, you need to cover the whole gamut. You've got the resources to do it now. If you're a small organization just starting up, no problem. That's not feasible. But when you have millions and millions of dollars and you have the brand, because the brand value is huge with both of these 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 mobs, you've got to start doing something with bipolar and schizophrenia and, let's say, BPD or other serious mental health conditions, which i probably got to look into more for the full range of it, that have a higher risk of suicide. And I'll repeat that stat to you again. Suicide risk for people with bipolar is 17 times higher than the general population, and you won't hear that stat mentioned tomorrow about suicide prevention or about people who take their lives. You'll just hear a generic stat. You know, seven men have taken their life today, right? Or what actually? Why have they? What's behind all that? What's the stuff that we can actually do beyond just this awareness? This awareness, just talk, talk, talk. Because another thing as well, you've got to remember, we 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 expect people just to just to openly talk to people, and that's that's not a something which is is it's very comes very naturally to me, um, or or to or to most. I'm not saying to most men. I don't speak for most men, but to be able to actually open up and get help. Is a very, very hard step. And sometimes people might want to do that in private to a psychologist, which you just can't do now because you're not going to be able to get in, or you have to go and get it on the mental health plan, which is a very pain in the ass and embarrassing step. I've done it before. Um, it's a big problem. So I just think how can we reduce barriers? Um, TX is a great service when you just text them, they'll call you back, or they'll they'll message you back and and they'll hook you up. But um, you know, being wanting to talk as well. Like I think if someone sat me down and said to me, are you okay? Or what are you going to say? Most people would say, "Oh yeah, mate, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right." So you know, what's the outcome if someone says they're not alright? And I think an important thing beyond blue, uh, not beyond blue, are you okay? Is trying to get across this year, which is important, is that you don't have to be an expert to talk or to listen about mental health, and I don't think you do need to either. Um, you know, I think, I think talking is a really good first step. But I said you've also got to be open enough to do it and a lot of people aren't. But I think just making the effort sometimes with people helps. Um but it can also bring up a lot of bad memories and, and things like that as well. But I but overall I just think, you know, that tomorrow will come and go um and it'll die down again. Um and and it will be back again the year after and there'll be various initiatives I know later in the year. Um but it just needs to be something that we need to really just go, right, awareness is over. Yes, suicide is a huge problem. It's a massive problem. Let's get deeper than awareness. Governments are great. You keep throwing money or donating money here and here, which is fine, but I just think there can be way more effective use of that money. And I think as consumers or as sorry as people who want to be involved in mental health and actually help, which I think is the good thing about this is the amount of people jumping in. Are oh, you okay? They want to help, and I think that's important. Same with Beyond Blue. They all want to help. They want to help. They want to help. They want to help. Know they're doing a good thing. There'll be some who do it. Small percentage who do it for social clout look what I'm doing, post it on LinkedIn or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of people who generally want to help. But I just say to those people, if you've got a group of people who are 17 times more at risk of suicide than the rest of the population, wouldn't you want to help them first? You know, And that's the way I look at it, right? Let's deal with the high-risk people who need the most help first. Let's try and get some more support to them and then hopefully start moving on. I think we've done the reverse. Gener- generic population of people... Um, you know, I'm not saying that they don't need help at all. I'm not saying that at all. But I just think, you know, we have a high-risk population not getting the support or the attention that they need or deserve. Um, I've had Sus- Susanna Blueval from Bipolar Australian before and she's just I remember her talking about just how hard it is to get funding or any awareness because of the, um, the name of her organisation, which is Bipolar Australian. I just think that's quite disgusting that to be even told that by government that you need to change the name of your organisation because there's too much stigma with the word bipolar. So, we, we try and think we know, we all know about mental health and awareness and stuff like that. But when it's really tough time to have those tough conversations regarding bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, young carers, this real nitty gritty stuff, which is really emotional, um, we tend to not go there. But the good thing we're doing, I think, is we're having really open conversations about suicide to a point where I think. It, it, it would be well known by most people, I would say most men, most women, most whoever, that they will have brands or they will have names in their head of where they can go to if they really, really need it. And I think that's been the most that's a That's really, a really good important thing. But that's known now. I would say that's very well known now. I said if you surveyed anyone on the street, most people would know to name a mental health organisation or just a generic number of who they could call. But as I said, now we need to go beyond that. What's the actual tangible stuff that will help? All right. So, for me, more support for people with serious mental health conditions in, in the home by the NDIS. I know it's really important. It's really important to my mum. Those packages, much as we can crap on governments about NDIS and, and all that sort of stuff, the NDIS package for my mum was pretty good. Of course, it could be administered better. A lot of NDIS stuff could be administered better. And there are some people who just wrought it, but the, I generally think the people who helped my mum with the NDIS package were really good. So, I think that's something that. You know, if people do have these serious mental health conditions, NDIS packages where they're giving them a holistic, you know, thing where they might begin some training, some you know, some community support, someone coming in checking in with them, make sure their medication is taken, all that sort of stuff. That's that's basic. That's good service stuff that can be done. I do think the shortage in psychologists and professional psychologists and trauma counsellors is a big thing. One thing I didn't mention at the start was trauma. I think trauma, um, PTSD, is something that's really undersold. About how, how much it has an effect on people in the community. I'm going to, I want to get someone to talk on about PTSD proper because generally, if PTSD, we think of army, right? We think of army, police, firefighters, and things like that. But there's so much more to trauma. You know, there, there's things like, um, horrible things like sexual abuse in, in the youth, or, or there could be, you know, if you have a parent with a serious mental health issue, there's going to be a lot of traumatic situations, which you just never really get any sort of, um, Closure from or even discuss it's sort of just buried in their head. So, and that sort of manifests itself into different behaviors, whether it be drugs and alcohol. I think, you know, when people have a really lack of empathy, you know, you see online when someone gets done for drugs or for for whatever it is, and people say, you know, twenty years jail, blah 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 blah. But what you probably don't know is, you know, what the when we go through sentencing, right? They'll they will most people will go, oh, you should have got twenty more years or twenty five years yet. You know, you don't hear the story, or you don't hear about the trauma this person goes through. I'm not saying that's an excuse to commit crime, but it's sort of, it's sort of, you know, if you have all things held equally in two people up with the same parents and upbringing, them, you put one traumatic event in, and the other person doesn't. You know, you can easily see why someone's life goes astray, and I think it's a big problem. I think not dealing with trauma at childhood level or even adult level um, manifests its way into into other things, and I think it can definitely. Hurt a lot of people, and I think having trauma counselors or specific trauma um, coaches, or whatever you want to call, available, and actually make that more available and aware, I think that would that would help a lot of people as well. All right, so if you do want to donate to anything, look if beyond if beyond Blue and I, okay, are your things? Please donate to them. As I said, they they I'm not having a criticism. I just my opinion is if they are about suicide awareness, you've got to, with their much money and brand they have behind them do more to incorporate everyone that's my point make sure if you want to check them out i'll put all the links in my notes if you do want to donate to a cause tomorrow other than are you okay i recommend someone like satellite foundation or little dreamers which are involved with young carers they're very close to me if you are affected by someone with bipolar um, bipolar australia as well would be good organization to donate to So thank you for listening to the end of this episode. If you do want to send me a message, you can reach me by my website, livedexperiencepodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the entire interview if you made it to the end. And a big thank you to Emily Unity for their time. Please check out emilyunity.com as well to read up about everything Emily's achieved. As I said, it's a very amazing and very impressive person. I was very lucky to have their time to talk about their lived experience and everything from their perspective as well. Now, if you do like the show, please consider leaving a review online. Now, if the audio is sounding better to you as well today, I have actually figured out how to record with Adobe Audition better, especially doing the post editing. So I have finally figured that out. So hopefully, it did sound better for you. I'm also on the lookout for someone to help me write a memoir. I'm trying to write um, my story down at the moment. And I just think trying to write it down has been it's very hard, but I just want to, I just think I need to have some sort of PDF or some sort of book that I can share my story that will hopefully help others, um, but also help me try and spread the message a bit more and do some talking. helps with the show and stuff like that. So if you do have any experience writing memoirs or know a writer, please put them in touch with me as well at joelkleber.com. Until next week, guys, thank you for listening to the episode and I hope you enjoyed it.